Episode 101, the most important word in business. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, USA Today bestselling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, reinvention. Jason, it is great to be with you again for this episode. Dale, it's always great to be with you when we're trying to fit it in between a very busy speaking schedule. About a year ago, one of the speaking agents at uh, Kepler Speakers of Washington, D.C., the books a lot of my speeches, uh, said to me when I happened to be in Washington, he said, well, if you're not speaking in October, then I guess you're not much of a speaker. I mean, it is truly the busiest month. In fact, I've got the impetus for this episode came from getting ready for five big speeches that I'm delivering in the next seven or eight days in five different cities across America. Well, let's dive right in. The most important word in business. I've got a feeling you've got a list of what it's not, and then you've got a really great story to get to where we are going to find the most important word in business. Well, let me tell you why this has been so much on my mind. So I mentioned I'm doing these five speeches for five very different audiences. So I'm talking to one CEO, and the CEO tells me, I said, what are you trying to achieve? I mean, what's the big ask? I mean, what do you want to get done? And he said, I've got to get everybody on the same page. We're all over the place. And so we had a long conversation about getting everybody on the same page. Another, and a technology company, and I don't want to identify it, but it's a huge communications company. They are frustrated in trying to get their workers to embrace radical change. And this company is undergoing radical change. So this CEO wanted to know, how do I get everybody on board radical change? Another one in the financial services industry is facing a, a new onslaught of competition everywhere because everybody wants to be in the financial planning space. And uh, so he fears all the new competition. Another one uh, wants me to talk about millennials and people in general because they are struggling with finding, engaging, and keeping their workforce. And then the final one wants just every, when I said, what do you need to make happen? He said, we just need to make everything happen a lot faster than it's happening. And so they're all searching for a magical answer. And they think that each of their needs require a different magical answer, and they don't. There is one magical answer which will accomplish all these things. And I'll tell you what it's not. You know, the much ballyhooed word vision is bounced around. Well, the net result is when workers hear the word vision, they roll their eyes skyward in their eye sockets, and they go, here we go again. It's not mission statement. Those have become literally nothing more than words for buzzword bingo. And the other thing that this word is not that I'm going to tell you about, and you and I have talked about this before, it's not tactical and it's not manipulative. It's not a tact that you employ to solve your problems. In fact, it is strategic and it is the strategy. And here's what it is. All of those five different CEOs could accomplish what they want to achieve by one thing by having in their company a single purpose, a single purpose, a rallying cry, everybody shooting at the exact same target. So what is purpose? Well, a purpose, number one, uh, has got to be big. It's got to be bold. It's got to be Ingvar Kamprad at Ikea saying, we exist to help the many 
lead better lives. Not the few, but the many, the people who would shop in our stores. It's the non-financial reason for doing what you do. It's saying, as in the case of CoBank, I mean, we exist to help rural America. It fixes an injustice. It's not a goal, but it's a journey. It gives meaning to people's lives. And as you recall, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the first needs that we want to take care of are physical needs for food, clothing, and shelter. And then the second need that we're trying to take care of constantly is building a wall around us and a roof over us and having a fire. It's safety. So it's our physiological needs, and then it's our need for safety. But then the rest of the pyramid is all about feeling loved, belonging to something bigger than you. I mean, it's self-actualization. It's achieving your full potential. And so when you provide people this thing that we call a purpose, all of a sudden you can achieve all of those things. But most people don't get what, what a purpose is. Purpose must of necessity, Dale. It's got to be brief. It's got to be a few words. It has to be memorable and have an aha effect. People have to listen to it and say, aha, I get it. As when the CEO of Henry Schein told me, I said, what does your company exist to do? He said, we exist to end social injustice. Wow, you've got to go, aha, I get it. I want to be part of it or I don't want to be part of it, but I get it. So it has to evoke an emotional response. It's got to show deep conviction. You can only hire those who buy into the purpose you're trying to achieve. And you absolutely have to get rid of those who don't want to be part of what you're trying to achieve. You have to constantly shine a light on the good you're doing as an organization. And you have to celebrate it constantly. And one of the greatest lines I remember in business came when I was uh, interviewing Bob Engel, uh, the current CEO and chairman of CoBank, this $100 billion huge bank based in Denver, Colorado. Well, when he told me, he, I asked him a question. He was coming up with a thoughtful response. He kind of leaned back in his chair, mused a bit, and looked at me and he said, Jason, let me tell you something. The most important lesson I've learned in my life as a leader is this. When you give people the why, they will give you the how. So as a leader, all you really have, you don't have to tell them how to do it. You don't have to have bureaucracy. You don't have to micromanage them. If you give people the real why, they will figure out how to give you the how. And I don't get it, Dale. It is so easy. It is so simple. It is so common sense. But as the old saying goes, the most common thing about common sense is how uncommon sense really is. It is the requisite job of the leader. I don't care what you're leading to come up with a purpose. I don't care if you're leading a small little restaurant, a little grimy diner someplace. I don't care if you're running a factory making widgets. I don't care if you're running a clothing factory, if you've got a retail store. Who are you? What are you trying to be? What are you trying to achieve? What is the good you're trying to do? Come up in several words with what the purpose is. We're out to be the best breakfast place on the planet. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, if I was working as a waiter or a fry cook in a small restaurant, I could get behind that. I mean, everybody is looking for fulfillment and meaning in their life. We are going to be the greatest breakfast restaurant in the world. We are going to be the greatest financial planning firm in the company where our clients truly come first. We are going to do this. We are going to do that. And then you gather similarly like-minded people who buy into that purpose, and you will achieve what others will think is the impossible. But it's so simple. You can't have alignment without purpose. I mean, what are you going to do? Force everybody to goose step down the street? I mean, without purpose, you're never going to have alignment. Without purpose, 
I mean, how can you ask people to embrace new technology that might very well do away with their jobs at some point as a company transforms themselves? I mean, without purpose, how can you hope to achieve anything of value? How can you hope to make people feel good about being there? And I mean, giving it every single thing they've got. And I'm always reminded, because I was just looking at the number a few minutes ago preparing for one of these speeches, I mean, the most recent Gallup poll of the American workplace shows that 69 point, this is the 2015 survey, 69.5% of the American workforce is either not engaged or actively disengaged from doing their job. That means that six out of 10 people, six more than that, almost 70% of all people who work for you don't care, don't give a darn, aren't pulling their weight, are not contributing anything. They're just sitting there, playing along, taking a paycheck. Imagine what would be possible if you could ignite this fire caused by purpose. And so what do I think the most magical word in the business lexicon is? I think it's where it starts. I think it where it's where it ends. I think it's where victors are declared. It's when everyone in the organization shares a common purpose. If they share a common purpose, you go forward. If you've got people who don't want to be part of the common purpose, you have to remove them from the organization because they're going to hold you back. I mean, they're going to make it very difficult to get to where you want to go. So a couple observations on this. I just uh, had an opportunity to spend time with a company that is laser focused clear on its purpose to the point where you can always count on the CEO just randomly asking employees, why do we exist? And they never fail. I mean, I've never seen it fail. And I've heard him ask a number of times this time while I was with the group, he was actually asking the spouses, the non-employee spouses of employees, the purpose of the company. And even the spouses knew. So it was ingrained that deep into the psyche of the families behind the company. And, and, and so, Dale, I've got a question. How is this company doing? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they, the growth rate looks like a hockey stick. I mean, it is, they're, well, they're, they just broke ground on a 80,000 square foot new campus. They're opening up offices all across the United States. It's, they're doing fantastic, but it's so, it's almost inspiring because when he asked the question and then the employees stand up and say it, they say it with conviction. And now you can start to hear the spouses of those employees say it with conviction and people anywhere near this company know exactly why. And the purpose. Ergo, victory. Victory. Yeah. As I said, it's just common sense. Why do people rebel? Why do people want to throw all of this huge weight of evidence up in the air? I mean, get to work, stand for something, do something, be something, want to be something. Make sure that the people who work with you, I mean, share that purpose. And I love it. Make sure the spouses know it. And next, make sure the spouses teach their kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, in fact, it's funny you say that because that's one of the stories. Even the kids can say it. You know, it was one of the stories. Sure. And just to show how universal this concept is, it is crucial for parenting as well. We've got two amazing teenage kids and everybody's always telling me, oh my gosh, you're in the teenage years, a 16 year old, a 13 year old. We have been so conscientious about the why for our family, the why for every decision that's made, the why every time we ask them to do something and we always are ready to answer the why question whenever they ask a question. And I was having this conversation with a relatively new father, and he says, oh my gosh, my kids are entering the why phase. They're asking why. Everything. Why this? Why that? And I said, embrace it and answer it every single time. I said, it will make 
the most revolutionary change in the relationship you have with your kids and how they grow up and mature and become great adults. So in business, in family, I'm with you. I am such a huge fan of purpose and why and absolute clarity among everybody who's connected. I love it. So guess what? You brought more to the podcast today than I did because I love the idea of the spouses, husbands, wives, and partner knowing the purpose as well. I love it. I'm going to add it to my repertoire. Oh, it is. Uh, well, the team effort. So any final words for us? Life is pretty good, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing. It is amazing. It's a little daunting knowing that I'm going off on this journey. I mean, I'm crossing the country like you can't possibly imagine. And uh, I was getting a little frazzled the other day. I mean, step back. You're the luckiest, most fortunate guy on the face of the earth. There's lots of people who would like to stand in for you or take over your job. So just get out there, put a smile on your face. Life is pretty good. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jason. We're going to chat again next week, another edition. But uh, I just want to remind folks that Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today calls one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. You can find out how you can arrange to have Jason keynote your next event or leadership conference and learn about his fees availability. You can check out the website, jason-jennings.com. Click that contact button. Also, you're more than welcome to email Jason. He responds to everyone. I'm going to let you give the email address, Jason. At jason-jennings.com, and I'm all over it 24-7. Fantastic. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Make it a great week. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.